millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Brooke. Hey, Bridget. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Splat, the podcast. Episode five. We're here watching Sex in the City. Together in New York City as young ladies, 10 years younger and... 20 years later than the characters. Nope. Yeah. Yep. In Sex in the City. That's it. That's our premise. Welcome back. Welcome back. Episode five. We're pretty excited about this one. I can count the number of episodes we have on my hand. <laughs> That's amazing. Which well, you I could couldn't before. do before. <laughs> well, now you can do it on all of your fingers. You could still count it on your hand before. It was just fewer fingers what is new that's five <laughs> i could give the number of episodes we have a, a high five. five and we did it we just high fived we did everyone hello happy wednesday happy wednesday. she's a hump day happy hump day that's appropriate humpity hump that's samantha loves what if they named it hump humping in the city i don't think people would have watched it <laughs> that's a pretty good call <laughs> Shout out to that marketing team for not doing that. Hump in the city. Hump in the city. What did that would have been about city. camels? Can you imagine yeah. if they were all camels? Camels in the city. <laughs> Clomping around the streets of New York in tutus. It's probably just in tutus. <laughs> it's probably just as hard to find love in the city if you're camel as it is. I would posit maybe even a little harder. Really? What if there, there would be like a... There may be significantly less options for camel well, love in New I'm York City. What I'm saying is... Like a horse, like those Central Park horses, like Ooh, that would be the, the like forbidden love story. Branching out. And then out. Mr. Big would be like a zoo camel <laughs> oh that like Carrie Camel like doesn't have immediate he has the access good life to. Because he has like keepers who feed But him. he's like super wounded on the inside. <laughs> I don't know why I keep rocking back and forth like this. I'm excited by this concept, I think. I wanted to do is I wanted to be a zookeeper when I was little. That's, I like that. When I was like in kindergarten, everyone was like, a doctor, a policeman. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I want to work at a zoo. I said that I wanted to be a mama rabbit and a three horn, which is what I called triceratops. That's written in my preschool yearbook. And, it, you know, I think achievable. A three horn? A triceratops. Oh, my God. As likely as me being a mama rabbit. Although maybe when I had a rabbit in college, I fulfilled that. Wow, look at me living my dreams. <laughs> oh, my God. Sometimes I get called a bunny. You could be a bunny. I like as a, mm. as a term of endearment, if I started calling you bunny, then you could be mm. my mama rabbit. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's right. commit to it. Here we go. <laughs> Everyone, welcome. Sex and the City, episode five. Also, this podcast, episode five. Episode five. <laughs> Who's calling me? My dad. <gasps> Can we patch him in? I wonder if I we want to talk to him. Works. Okay, ready? I'm going to answer the phone. Answer the phone. Hello? Daddy, you hard to get hold of. Hey, you're on the podcast. Hey, hey, hey. Um, I have you. <laughs> you can't hear me. I just realized. Um, I have you on my on my podcast right now. You're being recorded. Well, hi. I, I would like to be able to comment on your podcast, but 
I've never really watched the show, so I'm a little bit lost as to what to say. Neither have I. That's the beauty of this show. It's really, it's, it's, uh, it's quite the uh, construction, I think. That's Bridget. Hello, I can't believe I know. Hi, Bridget. You guys look so wonderful in your pictures. Tell him he's sweet. Bridget says you're sweet. Um, I. <laughs> She's diligent. Are we really recording the podcast? Yes. Uh, yes. Bridget's going to take a picture of me right now to send to you because, look, you're on the air live. Uh, I'm calling from sunny Florida, but it's dark, so it's not sunny. And I wish you the best in the city. That's and how Dave. That's your podcast. Thanks, Dad. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I'm going to send that to you right now. And that's my <laughs> dad. So that happened. Um, shall mm, we? That's not how your name is spelled. Shall we? <laughs> that's also not how your name is spelled. Bridget's dancing. I'm in a dancing mood. You're in a goofy little mood. A goofy little mood. A goofy little mood. I'm still sick. I've been like sniffly for three out of five podcasts. Two. That's true. I was listening to our last one, and it was thirds. a while ago, but you were. Um, I don't think you can quite have two thirds when you have five. I was like, oh, Bridget just episodes. texted me, but you're sitting next to me. Sent you some pics. Pics of myself. Hey, yes. Okay, here we go. Mm, ba 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 ba. Do that. Mm, ba ba ba. There ba. she is. <laughs> <laughs> Theater so major sorry. Bridget Backner is here. She's ready. I have to stop singing in this podcast because it's A, embarrassing, and B, every time you sing, it's like, ah, oh, that's what a voice is supposed to sound like. Yes, if you close your eyes, you can see me running through, like, fields of marigolds as a cartoon dog. The loveliest. That's my dream. Like, truly, imagine. I had a dream that I was a shih tzu, like, running through fields of marigolds. And yeah, it was the, the, cartoon, the cartoon dog concept has latched on. It has... L- not only it's been a true like an honest to god dream of mine to do voiceover work and play a cartoon dog i feel like oh, i you'd will be perfect for that th- exactly <laughs> i'm coming around <laughs> um yeah shall we get started I think so. We are super excited because we're lucky enough to have our second guest on this show. Two guests in a row, you guys. Two guests in a row. And we're so lucky because they're such good guests. And they're also, an, this particular guest is also extremely knowledgeable about Sex in the yeah, City, we've which had I two, love. An expert from, from I've my I've been learning end, so much. And an expert from Bridget's end. And I just want to thank the beautiful, wonderful, special Anna Nogueda, one more time. I was in the elevator today thinking about how she was explaining, saying her name, just saying Nogueda, Nogueda, Nogueda to myself. <laughs> I was with her sister today. Oh, baby. I got sitting. spit up on by a baby. Oh, lucky you. And I was like, I feel like I'm part of the family. <laughs> you and certainly are. Anna was like, we were all, th- Anna came over and all three of us were hanging out, me, her, and her sister. And I was like, I got spit up on it. And I was like, but isn't it so cute? Like, I bet it's so cute. That's how an aunt talks. And, and Raquel and I were like, no. <laughs> it smells bad and it feels weird. <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of. This baby could literally do anything. <laughs> so I'm so excited to introduce my friend, Agnes. Hello. Agnes. Hey, Agnes is here, everyone. I'm so excited. Um, Agnes, hello, welcome. Hello, I'm so glad to be here. Tell us a little bit about yourself, whatever you'd <laughs> Agnes, like to share. I met, I met Agnes tonight and we were just talking about how I hate in the beginning when you meet, like in a group setting, when you meet people and you have to go around and say, 
Hi, my name is Brooke. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I'm an actor from Fort so Lauderdale, Florida. So, but now we're making we're her do make that. We're going to make her do it. It's like camp. It's really fun. Okay. My name is Agnes. I'm from Chicago originally. I went to college in New York and I stayed here. And now I work as an interior designer at an architecture firm in Dumbo. You're an interior designer? Isn't I that am. so cool? Okay, this is like a legit question. Will you please come help me decorate my apartment? I pl- obviously, that's <laughs> the fun part. Like, no one lets me do I'm that at my job. I'm you help me do that. No, please, <laughs> please, so literally, bad. literally, oh my God. <laughs> no, oh my God, can we do DIY projects? Can yeah, we like paint oh. cabinet fronts? Oh, wow. I don't I'm have so any. I'm so glad this is happening. I don't have any cabinet pa- Cabinet paint to paint. Cabinet <laughs> fronts to paint. But I have all the we can dressers, whatever you want. We'll paint Anything. everything. That we can paint on a lease. I wish I could show everyone the Facebook <laughs> is making. She's so thrilled. I moved into her my dreams ap- are coming I, true. This is the episode where dreams are coming true. I moved my apart into my apartment in August and I still don't have anything over my walls. Yeah, neither do I, and I've lived in my apartment for like almost a year now it takes time okay. i feel like it it's okay honestly though hearing that i'm like do i want you to decorate my apartment okay well fine <laughs> that's fair so that's really cool thank you yeah it's, it's okay it's it has its ups and downs and as all things do you know when you're doing people's houses they get real personal about stuff and suddenly you're their therapist and their mother whoa and i'll try not to make that happen <laughs> But I no oh promises, goodness. no promises. Um. So Agnes, how do you guys know each other? <laughs> well, I was just gonna say the same. We've known each other for four, four years, years now. Yeah, wow. it's just really crazy. That's a significant Agnes and I did the thing kids that you're never ever supposed to do, <laughs> and met each other because we on met the on the internet, internet. <laughs> which. Um, turned out well. Don't yeah. do that. Both but of like, us are exactly who we said we were. We were. So it's okay. And we have actually a lot of friends who we've done this with. <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, trust people you meet on the internet, kids. <laughs> Just when only going to go person. well. Someday they'll be on your podcast. When I was that age, um, I was in, I met someone on the internet who said, and, uh, he was Fierro and Wicked and I believed him for too long. Oh no. Yeah. Brookie has some things in common with us in some ways i don't know about you but i had a live journal and i you're talking to some yeah, and i some you're talking to people who have been on the internet for a very long time <laughs> all of us all of us we grew up with it but i would make like live journal like icons like i taught myself photoshop to make the like animated ones and you know what yes. i was fucking amazing at it and i'm like yep. where are those skills i was making i was you like teaching yourself myspace code i literally learned how to code for yeah, myspace and too. then immediately once that died out i just forgot, I forgot all, all of it i used I to know html like same. basic html same. i was never MySpace. i was never in myspace it was like such a world at one point in eighth grade this group of girls who i was friends with made a chart that ranked it had like all of our names across the top and then all of our names down the side and it ranked who was where on on each other's top eights so you could see like averages of how it was nuts the origins of cyberbullying. we were there to see it all Uh, yeah yeah man we we like got out of doing it as eight-year-olds i mean not that eight-year-olds are but we were eight? Twelve-year-old. No, I'm saying, like, kids have phones so young now. Now they might. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. I'm glad that I wasn't allowed until a certain point. Like, I just had to get comfortable, and I punched myself in the face. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of how I live my life a little bit. Oh, yeah. Everything I do. Yep. 
Incredible. Um, so Agnes, you, um, which I didn't know until we started doing this podcast, <laughs> love and well, it's I, it's, I was going to say, I don't know that love's the right word, but you certainly intimately know oh, yeah. sex in the city. Yeah. Um, Care to, can you unpack that? I'll unpack that for you. Absolutely. Um, so one summer I had this friend that I knew loved sex in the city and she would always talk about it. And it sounded so at the time I was like 11. So I was like, this sounds so like, this sounds like what I need to be watching to know <laughs> what is going so on. So we probably started watching around the same time. What? Right. Are you our age? Uh, I'm older than both of you. I think by a year. Okay. I'm 24. I'm 24. Oh, okay. So Brooke's older than me. Yeah. Got it. Um, I realized I started watching it when I was eight. Speaking of eight. I mean, we were topical. We were on the trends. Yeah, wow. we were amazing for our ages. Wow. Absolutely. This has influenced both of your lives for majorities. Most of my life. Most yeah. Yeah. Like what the first Do kind you have of older siblings? No, I'm an only child. Oh, That's my God. I, my I only watch it because of my sister. That's you to go find But it's to go but find friends. But, and but be yeah, like, teach me about stuff. <laughs> So that summer, we both were taking like extra classes in summer summer school because we were nerds. And she was like, "Come Voluntary. over to my house. <laughs> we'll we'll eat that. like popcorn and watch Sex in the City." Because she had all of the DVDs. I had them too. Right. So that whole summer, every day after summer school, we would go and watch like five episodes of Sex in the City, and uh-huh. then I'd walk home. And that's how I, I got through all of Sex in the City. You know what's crazy is I think we were watching them at the same time. I was telling the story today. I sorry to make this about me. Make it about you. This is me giving you permission. This is the episode of high fives. Um, (laughs) And dreams. I broke my foot. Yes, she did. Boot broke. No, the summer going into (gasps) sixth grade. Oh. And I was bedridden. 11, 12. So you had to watch TV. So I watched all the DVDs of Sex in the City Mm -hmm. with my bum foot in my bed. And I got fat. Fun. But you got sex. But in you the got city woke. To- I got woke <laughs> to a lifestyle. And then I started walking again, and I was fine. Of course. Uh, I started walking again. <laughs> that kind of, that, that <laughs> follows. Yeah, that makes sense. Secret garden. <laughs> <laughs> what an incredible reference! I never get to hear people reference the Secret Garden, <laughs> so that felt really nice. I got you, girl. Thank you. <laughs> what is like? So, so tell us about how long you've been in New York. I've been in New York for. Oh my God, like almost seven years now. Whoa. It's like coming up on seven years. It's That's crazy. Awesome. I've been here longer as like a person who knows what's going on than I have in Chicago. Because, you know, when you're a kid, like, right. you don't know what's going on. Right. <laughs> I That's the same. Like, I, I, I'm from Portland, but I didn't live in Portland ever as an adult. I haven't ever. And that's like a whole different But you did in high school, right? Yeah. I went to an all girls Catholic school, which is a very particular high school experience. I hear about those. I, I, I loved a lot of it. In a lot of ways, um, when you take boys out of the situation, things are different. Girls are gir- just like all people are always like, oh, is it so catty? And it's like, no. That's In a fact, sexist comment. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> well, it's better than people are like, oh, was everyone a dyke? And you're like, it's really? Also, <laughs> Whoa. Not great. Really? Yeah. I have that, that word is not one that I like. I know, and I've had that said to me. We can cut it out, but, like, I've had that said to me. Isn't that crazy? People said that to me in seventh grade when I, when I talked about going to this school. Oh, my God. People using that as a derogatory term is, feels so outdated to it me. It totally does. Like, Although, again, that was, t- what, 12, 13 years ago? I guess, but it's been so reclaimed. It's almost – I've never heard – to be fair, I'm, like, surrounded I know, by lesbians. It's so like I don't, flinch I, in the sa- I don't flinch in the same way because – 
it to me the People context like, is not negative the context right. is like yeah that's my deck friend totally but, sorry. but for me to say you know that was like some it was really crazy to be in ireland because things like um they call cigarettes fags yeah and mm-hmm. i am it's just like you just really don't hear people say that anymore and it's so shocking and it you have to de- decontextualize it and see yeah. it in a different that's something like that comes up in this episode <gasps> bridget <laughs> look at me just looping it all around kate mckinnon are you on this podcast <laughs> i wish everyone could see the, sh- the shoulder movements here i'm really excited to talk about this episode but before we do that what do you feel like is the most like quintessential sex in this city thing that's happened to you personally since oh, you've been what? here? Um, Have you ever had any hmm. moments that are like, yep, in any way? In any way. They cover such a broad spectrum. I know. I'm like. It, can, it doesn't have to be from these first five episodes either. Cool. Uh, I'm like digging into the landmine. But like um, the first thing that came to mind watching these first five episodes was um, – because I've been watching along with you guys because it's been really fun. <laughs> Isn't that incredible? She also sometimes live texts her, our podcast to us. I which just is like it. I want, can, you, can I get in on that? Yeah, let's do a group text. I would, oh, I'm so happy. It's like, th- what a, what a, what a, anyway, continue. I just, I have a lot of free time at my job for listening to things. Mm. So I just have podcasts on. I love on. it. It makes my day. Um, but I guess in the last few episodes, I have known so many skippers in my life mm. who are just like they latch onto wow. you <laughs> and they have this idea of like what this person is like they're so strong and cool and like his relationship with Miranda is just like admiration like almost kind of big sistery and weird and yeah. yeah they talk about that they again do. in this episode, in this episode. <laughs> but like that felt really real I need to stop trying to do multiple things at once because I'm um mm-hmm <laughs> case in point that was Doing beautiful one of them well. that was beautiful <laughs> and scene <laughs> shall we what's the name oh the power of the female sex i love the double entendre that this or just the, i just noticed yeah. that when i read it that because you could just take it as sexes and gender which is a little jarring i don't think people really really use that too often anymore especially because the conversations around gender are a lot more complex yeah i think it's also like because they knew because the show's about sex in the city that the f- people's first connotation would not be with gender it would be with right totally sex. and mm. yeah it, it, exactly man i'm excited to talk about this one it was i have plenty of things agnes and brooke are truly soul friends because they both took extensive notes okay here she goes beep boop beep boop 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 I was that really rocking my, my carry curls today. What? And I didn't get a picture. Well, well, I saw them a bit. I think the wind they're, well, they're, blew them Yeah, the wind blew them bit. and I killed them. This is what I'm telling you. I washed it this morning and it has like a 12-hour shelf life. But it was great and very curly earlier. Mm. Curly earlier. Hello, Carrie. There she is on that bus. Carrie, Carrie Bradshaw knows, knows good sex. sex. Girlfriend sure does. Oh, look at those curls. Kind of. So. I thought that was Amanda Seyfried, and I almost pooped my pants. <laughs> That's a good I reaction love that. To him. She, she does. Ha- her face is very. There are some shaved. random girls walking down the street, and so we enter this club, this restaurant called Balzac. Balzac, which only makes me think of. Um, I love it. The music. Man. I want to own it. Balzac. And Talking this, to the wrong girl. This <laughs> hostess is wearing the craziest hats. It's not quite as crazy as a lampshade, but it is a headband with a top hat on it. Yeah, but it's like a a. a it's not a miniature. It's like halfway big enough to go on her head, but it's like uh, a weird 
it's not it's like, like a, a Kentucky straw. Derby kind of yeah, situation. It's, it's, it's much weird. more it's... fashion. Samantha really wants to get into this club. She's pulling the like the classic. Do you know who I am? She's got that hand on her chest. She's pointing. She's doing She's all like the right doing moves. doing the nice eyes you know, at a. What the craziest thing about this scene to me is, well, first of all, they're they're downing Cosmos, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, "Let's get out of here." She flips her hair like a power cougar crazy that she is, mm-hmm. and then they go outside. And you know what? Guffaw made me guffaw. It is like one p.m. Because they're taking lunch. They're taking a four-hour lunch. And they're I trying guess. to get into this. This swankiest. Oh, man. And the funny thing is, is that they said they'd only been waiting for 45 minutes. And I've definitely waited an hour and 20 for brunch. And <laughs> I think waiting is way cooler now. Like, you want right. to be but waiting. But not, like, on a weekday. Like, that's no. No, that's absurd. No, no. Why are you doing, why are you going to why a Why are you going to a club at 1 p.m.? In the of the day. And Samantha goes on this whole rant about how. This isn't how even the first time we've brought this up. Like, how on earth do they take these lunches? I know, when she went and had sex with that guy. Yeah. And it was like, to it be was like fair, three. Carrie's a writer. So she doesn't really have. Yeah, but all but of Samantha, them. I guess Samantha hours. owns well, her own right, business. Because then Carrie goes to shoes. She says she's trying to write an article or something about how shopping is the release for creative subconscious. And she buys these awful shoes and then this guy's like mm, your credit card's declined i'm gonna cut it in half he in front of you people don't do that half. anymore right that's not that's not a thing people anymore. do was that a thing people ever did well I, he says to them they said to cut it up and then they want to talk to you they do that in friends too they just are like was it a thing in the 90s is it like w- you can't be trusted snip instead of just assuming you'll take on more debt and like owe them more money yeah, it's just like what is that gonna do it's weird samantha says that if sh- if the hostess were a man, not only would they be eating, but they'd be sending drinks over. Yeah. It's just like the lines between male, like, sexes right now are so clear. And, and the, the way that you try and get things from someone if they're a man or a woman. Right. She couldn't get the good table because it was a, a lady hostess. Because what she has is, you know. She wasn't going to, you know. Right. And then Carrie runs into this woman. This a, friend of hers. Amalfi. Yeah, who she says she's met. Like Only twice? a few times. Yeah, something like that. But the friend offers, she just sticks her credit card in and offers to pay. And she's like, oh, of course, of course, of course. She has this wild Italian accent. She's like, you're like a sister to me. And and Carrie does this thing where she breaks the fourth wall again when she hugs her and she talks she over her shoulder yeah, into the camera yeah. and and about how she's only met her once or twice as this it's as the, the only girl. time it happens the whole episode. It's, though. So, it it's like strange. they're really petering it out. Oh, I missed that. There are no interviews in this one, are there? No. Nope. No, they stopped doing that. This is the first Carrie-centric episode. I wrote that down. It's oh, the first time that Carrie's like about her. Split s- yeah. Carrie is like the main focus. Yeah. Right. That's very interesting. This friend is wearing like this crazy dress. Ready? Here she goes. She talks into the camera. Oh, yeah. I totally missed that. It's the only time it happens, and it's kind of subtle. It is, but it's so it's so interesting because it just doesn't fit in with the, any of the rest it of really it. It really seems disjointed right there. Yeah, I guess they they hadn't decided they were letting go fully yet, maybe. I wonder how much they filmed because it changes so much as this first season so right. much. Yeah. Well, They're something like Agnes said that I hadn't thought about was that about how, you know how the second episode's so different from the pilot? Yeah. Is that there's a ton of time between shooting them, so it makes sense that stuff Oh, yeah, because they have to see if they get I just picked hadn't up. thought about that. But yeah, then totally. I think, it's, like I was saying last week, like that third episode, the slow the f- motion transition. The fourth it's one, so new pilot. Weird, right? They new never pilot. do that. Yeah. This um, episode, maybe f- the floating and the fading and all that stuff. There are some weird transitions. The shoe, like we're in her head, maybe. It like, oh, yeah. So Carrie's writing her, her article now about this this friend of hers. Uh, Amelita, the line, the line between professional <laughs> girlfriend and, and professional. 
And then they used the term right. Euro trash, which seemed really strange. Aggressive. Yeah, angry. Well, it's also interesting because all throughout the episode, Amelita has, it's just, has so much m- money. Yeah, it's just, I guess the, the I guess Euro trash thing might be yeah. like a new money thing. No, we maybe. know why she has money, because she's doing that thing that. Oh, right. Because we find out that the men, yeah, okay, sorry. She's a glor- that's was. what she's yes, saying. Yes, it's yes, like, yes, are right. you a glorified hooker or are you a real person? Right. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and then we meet all of the ladies, and I think it's so interesting in this episode, especially that you we're used to them having these like dainty brunches at these fancy restaurants. And this episode, where we're sort of talking about this power balance between men and women, that the four of them, Carrie, Samantha, Charlotte, Miranda, are like playing poker, drinking beer, like it's crazy. It's leg the, spread, it's the, like most like masculine moment they've it's had it's like men's as a group. poker night yeah but them doing it together which i i love and carrie's like to save money but it's like i love that every single one of them is drinking friends? a different brand of beer as if someone they wouldn't just bring a six pack no 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 they each brought their <laughs> speaking own speaking of agnes brought a cider tonight hell yeah i, I want a high five because this is the high five episode um, also i'm obsessed with this outfit carrie's wearing at this poker night i just want to say very quickly she's wearing like a strapless checked dress that goes down to her knees and then these like pristine white sneakers which are totally hip right now they've Mm -hmm. totally come back around and then her hair and pigtails and it's just and her legs are spread and she's like got her sneaks flipped up and she just little house on the prairie but like (laughs) urban wear i love these scenes urban 12 year old they always happen like around five minutes into an episode and it's basically the four of them being like hey this is my strong polarizing opinion Mm, on the issue about this episodes yeah totally and so like charlotte always has like a I was like, a, no. <laughs> Samantha's always like, I think it's just sex. And Miranda's like, morally, this is why. Oh, but you've read books. Me, I know that I should switch Charlotte and Miranda <gasps> oh, as, d- as Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff. I <laughs> talked to Bridget. This Bridget, has been outstanding now for two episodes. I for, we forgot to mention it in the past, too. But Bucks I, had in, a change of heart. In whatever she episode, realized immediately. I mentioned that the four Hogwarts houses are, like, perfect for these four ladies. I made a mistake in saying that Charlotte was Ravenclaw and Miranda was Hufflepuff when it's so clear. Uh, similarly, uh, I do this. I'll, I'll have glaring errors. Um... Miranda, I think, is so Skipper then comes and picks her up from poker night and and is so assertive in this relationship. And I, I wanted to ask and maybe this isn't OK to ask. Well, they all argue. Miranda gets really flustered and angry about like this women being treated like men or men being treated like women. But I think like Miranda fights of her femininity so much and that like is such a part of her character. And I wonder if that was like written in when they I've dev- devised her or if Cynthia Nixon provided that. Yeah. Well, I, role. I yeah. feel I like, un- I don't remember if it's here or if it's later in the episode when, sh- when Charlotte and Samantha, Oh no, it's later in the episode. So never mind. I'll come back to it. Okay. Charlotte okay. before Skipper comes, Charlotte tells Charlotte this tells this crazy story that about she's this painter. She, so Charlotte works in an art gallery and she's met this painter who she like loves. He's a crazy looking. He has this like, long long white hair and then dark eyebrows and charlotte's so excited to meet him they have this like slow motion handshake and they say and you know within minutes she's been invited to his farm upstate i actually have a story (gasps) because i went to art school so i want um, to hear this my one friend uh who is um i'm still really good friends with her she at one point a couple years ago uh because she worked at a gallery as well, and she was approached by this artist, and he asked to see her um, 
to see some of her portfolio. And so she, she gave it to him to look at, and then he came back to her and said he wanted to like mentor her and all these things. And then he invited her back to his apartment for dinner and he would tell her all these stories because he was one of those like old school, like those classic seven artists of the seventies in New York. Right. So mm-hmm. he, um, he, his New York is dead. So he's like right. still doing Reliving kind of the same in. thing that he's been doing for the last 50 years. Wow. So he invited this young artist to his apartment and I was like, don't go to this place. Um, but she was like, no, I mean, it seems fine. And so she went there and they had dinner and everything. And it seemed like he was really going to do something about her her. work and mentor her. But then he just ended up hitting on her. And this Uh, was like a really old dude. And it's just like this kind of stuff happens all the time. So especially in an industry like that, when the people who make it, you know, end up having so much power. Yeah. It's like that episode of girls that just aired. The, that we watched with Kyle and talked for like 45 minutes. Yeah. The only episode I've ever seen of girls. I'm probably only this is not a podcast about girls. It's not. (laughs) Or friends. (laughs) Let's watch Sex in the City. So wait, hang on. Cool. So so I wanted I asked about whether you think that Cynthia Nixon influenced the like attitude of Yeah. I like to hope that they were intentionally writing it that way because I think that would although it's really it's interesting that this was a show for women and about women that was written by I'm pretty sure largely men as far as I have briefly researched. But it's based on Source material written by a right, woman. right, um, which I, which I, of course, like matters totally. Um, but it is interesting, and and for that reason, it does make me wonder if it was Cynthia Nixon like intentionally coloring things with more force or with more purposeness, purposefulness. There was our made up word for this episode: purposeness, purpose, purposeness, purposeness, purposefulness is the real word. I think. Uh, I think so. Thank you. <laughs> okay. If not, we're all we're just... All, we all had great college educations. Yeah. True. We did. So Carrie is... This whole episode, Carrie is like complaining about being poor or her erratic spending addiction. Well, now her credit card's been cut up, so she can't, she can't use that she anymore. She can't use that anymore. Um, so she's like, I'm going to go to bed early. I'm going to read my book in my bed. I've read 50 more pages of War and Peace since last week, everybody, just so you know. Uh, oh, I'm so proud of you. And she gets a phone call from Amifala Malfa. Amalita Amalfi. <laughs> I can't, I don't know where I just pulled that That's from. That's what I said. <laughs> she's like, she's bundled up in her bed and she gets this call. And first of all, she answers it. Wild. Wouldn't do that. Right. Oh, you're in bed already. You know, you're ready to go to and sleep. You, you see a man's profile with a meat. I thought it was, was Mr. Big. Big. I think you're supposed to because I. Yeah. That's the implication. Yeah. But it, it's not. It's a, it's a much more intriguing, which is a very smart thing to do. Also, they do this bizarre transition where they flash the silhouette Another of a stiletto. transition. And the outside of it is pink. They, like, flash in on the sidewalk and back out to train to the scenes. And Carrie waltzes into Balzac and the hostess. Pass the hostess with the weird Let's her right in with a her friend Amalita. And Amalfita <laughs> <laughs> welcomes her with open arms. It's not just me. Amalita's, like, a precursor to Kardashian. She vibes, definitely right? does. She's well, definitely the long, straight the hair and the, yeah, everything the about strong it. The brows, lips and the, yeah, totally. The and she shows Carrie this bracelet and Carrie's like, it's amazing. And she's like, I know, $12,000. And she's just so excited about it. Uh, my favorite part about Balzac is that all of the waiters are wearing shiny gold lame shirts. It's incredible. My favorite part about Balzac is Balzac. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Carrie's, Carrie's wearing this amazing dress. Incredible. It's like satin, satin dress. And it goes. It covers kind of everything, but it's just so beautiful. It's a beautiful compliment. It's like silver and a little Her shiny. Her hair's just like a little wild and lovely. Like she literally just got out of bed. She looks like a snow queen. It's awesome. Yeah. Can you imagine if you looked like that when you woke up? No, no. It would have to be within the frame of possibility for me to imagine it. So. <laughs> 
Just can't. So she leaves with the Frenchman. Who's an well, architect, so, well, which so, I thought so, was so So we funny. figure out that the guy isn't Mr. Big. It's this Frenchman who Amelita introduces her to. And he's very smitten with her. And they end up just straight up leaving together. He's he, like, he's he's pretty. Yeah, he's uh, he's not my type. But he's not yeah, like. He's a specific he type almost, of He's verging Honestly, on villain that, pretty. Is that, that fair to say? say Pierce Brosnan like, kind of vibes. He looks yeah. like he would play the Green Goblin in another remake totally. of Spider-Man. Totally. Yeah, he's <laughs> where got he's this like, weird This is him look. in his like, most handsome put together, you know, where you. He, Before he goes crazy a tiny bit off. But Carrie goes home with him and he's a Frenchman, which is understandable. We were talking earlier about how. Carrie wears jacket, or Sarah Jessica Ugh. Parker wears jackets so perfectly, like right off the shoulder, right but off not the falling tips of off. Her shoulders. Oh, just wait till the fashion becomes And it like, like shows crazy. off her waist perfectly. It's like, this well, is it's funny. It was Agnes really was saying to me earlier how she, it's a huge pet peeve of hers when people say that they don't think that Sarah Jessica Parker is pretty. And I was saying, our guest last week, Anna, said the same thing. She's like, you have no imagination. And it's just a and simplistic idea just, of yeah. what attractiveness is. And just is. to look at her and the way she moves her body. Like, there's so much and her like, body. grace in the way she touches her, her hair. Head. Yeah, she, it's, it's all. And to her body language, see the her, way like, confidence. people react to her. Totally. I love her. It's fascinating to watch. And I feel like this, so Carrie says, when she leaves him, she does like the same. We get a, like a a callback to what big with the big thing in the episode before, where she like is like, oh, I wish I hadn't looked back. Because um, she would have felt so cool. Yeah. Yeah, but in this one, it's like a similar imagery. Yeah, mm-hmm. where she's walking away from the handsome dreamboat, and she does, and she keeps her cool, and then the so weirdest she... shit happens. And then she she talks about how she's floating on. She does this quote. About floating on air. Sure, I saw some red flags. Divorced, French, and almost uncomfortably handsome. But I felt like I was floating on air. And then... She rem- floats into the sky. Remember it's how in like, the first one we talked about it seeming almost like grease at the end? This one actually does that shit where she, she like flies, flies up away. into the air. She floats... In this guy, and then the next time you see her, she's in this horrible. I love that dumpy nightgown. Craziest it's nightgown. Just the ugliest nightgown. Okay, like Charlotte, who. I, it's just funny. In the last, it's like in one of the other episodes, wearing this like beautiful like sundress to sleep, and Carrie's in like a fucking muumu. I love and then it. She puts on she's this so big raw. skirt underneath. And Skipper, and she's still Skipper comes by to say he's obsessed with really, Miranda. <laughs> this scene, I, I, he's so self-aware about it, but he's also so deeply entrenched in it. He's like, I'm obsessed with her. I don't know how to stop. I'm not I've sure. I've never I been be obsessed a with horn her. dog I've before. Never had, he says horn. He dog. says horn dog because he says the sex is so good. Meanwhile, he's sitting there with his like n- '90s sweatpants tucked into his socks, tucked into his brown loafers. It, he it's just, just Carrie. He doesn't care. They have a completely desexualized relationship I which i love him talking about being I a horn her. dog it's, it's so funny well yeah i love that she like she undresses you know he's in the room and she's yeah walking around there's nothing there and he's not even he's just like ta- yeah totally just totally casual and it's, a, it's an interesting relationship for them to have developed for carrie especially this early on brooke did you say at one point that this doesn't stay forever like skipper doesn't always stay <laughs> agnes and i just like but gay. like blah, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> no. it's so funny oh she's beautiful she's really just so lovely I just kept thinking. But Skipper's really torn up about this because he he's just like He's so lost his sense of self. Totally. He's like, he just, well, he, he's obsessed he's with a Miranda. Younger, he's younger and she's older. Yeah, like, and Miranda's like fierce. She's cool and she's, and she's yeah, like totally. knows exactly who she is. She's strong. There's and she, this is what you were talking about where you feel like sometimes people 
like you've come across dudes who treat yeah. you this way where you're, because you, you're a certain kind of person that maybe they haven't ever encountered yeah. before romantically and then suddenly they think that you're just like this or they assume idol. something about your exterior exactly or, yeah, totally. yeah to be fair agnes is one of the coolest people i know and oh, she's gonna she's gross exaggeration she's, she's, exactly i knew she wasn't gonna take it but like <laughs> truly so so obsessed with the boa constrictor. So a boa constrictor. <laughs> the boa constrictor? Did you just call her feathered boa? A boa constrictor. A boa constrictor. So Carrie That's goes not weird and I'm standing by it. Carrie goes on a date to the park with, what is this even? His Gilles. Name? Gilles. Yeah, how do you say that? Gilles. The uh, Frenchman. And she's wearing The Frenchman. Frenchman. And she's wearing a feather boa, or as Bridget called it, a boa constrictor. No, not as Bridget called it, as it's called, a boa constrictor. Can you imagine? A blue feathered boa. I wouldn't mind that, though. Boa constrictor. Get out of here. <laughs> All right. And I'm done. Um, and they have this this music that's playing. is um, The light is so beautiful. So French. And they're it's in like Central Park. sunset weather, and she's glowy. A man and a slightly neurotic woman. Just like all French New Wave. <laughs> and then and then they transitioned from making out with the camera circling them in Central Park to doing that in a hotel room. So Classic transition Circles. Move. And Carrie says that she has a rule. I kind of have this rule. I don't sit with men I've only known a day. I see. I gave in. After all, it was already tomorrow in Paris. That's not real, right? When did that become a rule for her? And she, all, everyone, she hasn't slept with anyone else that she hasn't known. I, I so guess far. I thought it was assumed when she went with the model, the hairy model. They don't they don't together. Together. I know, but did, she didn't expect that. That was a surprise. Oh, that's true. She expected. She to thought sleep they with were going to have sex. True. Or just that's maybe if she's or interested, maybe like she's yeah. still back in the room with him. Or she would have just gone to like make out and drink wine. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Like, yeah, that's also yeah. maybe a you know some oral. Yeah, yeah that's healthy not. oral. Then she says My that he's her exception. I know. <laughs> he thinks it's very charming. He thinks you're very charming. I am. Brooke is. <laughs> you beat me to the punch to affirm you. I'm so <laughs> glad. Supportive statements only. This is a this is a conflict-free podcast. So she stays and she sleeps with him. He's her exception, and then he wakes her up. Her sh- seven sharp. And he tells just her to that tell she her that she looks beautiful, beautiful sleeping. While she sleeps, yes. which is some Edward Cullen shit. Which is, oh, shit. you know, that's not real for anyone, right? No. No one, no one looks beautiful when they're no. sleeping. I think some people do. How do you know you don't look? No, beautiful this is a sleep? lie. I need to tell myself. <laughs> just let me no, have it. No, please let me have that. No one. Please looks let beautiful. me pretend that no one looks beautiful when they're sleeping. You do look beautiful when you sleep. Wow, you are fake, okay, ugly in your sleep. Sh- wait, I have a literal up. picture of you in your sleep. From after um, the holiday party that we went to, and you were sleeping like a little baby angel right next to me. Bridget and I had a king-size bed to <laughs> she split. she snuggle up to you? I woke up to her full spooning <laughs> me. Oh, I, that's was sweet. I? And I loved it. Oh, it I was so that. sweet. That's adorable. I was like, I was like I, we could have had the whole bed, but here we are. <laughs> and you so went to bed sorry. way after me, too. Oh, of course. I was up until 4 a.m. in the morning talking with Kyle in the kitchen. Classic Kyle. Classic Kyle, classic Kyle and me. Classic me. Kyle. So little. We miss you and we love you and Ceylon. <laughs> so she wakes up. Carrie wakes up to a note from her beau. 
And it's to go to very urgent architect meetings. Those aren't real, guys. I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah. Two at 7 a.m. Two thousand, a thousand dollars, a thousand dollars cash, and a note that says "Thanks for a beautiful day." And then, so she, of course, she immediately convenes the friends at brunch. I love what that else Sunday. Do do? She, yep. What is that call like? Girls assemble. I'm at a hotel, but not Charlotte. I just got paid a thousand dollars. Charlotte's on the way to the country. High five. <laughs> <Where can I laughs> that, that, was, that was a great pun. <laughs> it was an accident. It was. Um, so they're having an amazing looking brunch. First, wait. First of all, they just meet her at this hotel. Incredible! Room, it must be a Sunday or I something. I wish. Yeah. When I had a one night stand in a hotel. Hey, <laughs> I'm so pleased we're talking about this. I left. <laughs> yep. I didn't get breakfast. Well, well he did say you can order as much room service as you want. He did. This is the fight that I was talking so, about. So yeah, before. what? So what are they fighting about? So Samantha and Miranda get into a snippy fight about over this money because Samantha says sweetheart men give women receive it's biological destiny so Miranda really snaps back which is awesome and and I this is I guess this story isn't fully 100% on but I when I worked I worked for two years as a waitress in a brewery and I remember constantly grappling with the fact that if I leaned into gross comments a little bit or like leaned into kind of being like a flirty dumb girl a little bit I got better tips. And yeah. what I cared about at the end of the day was saving money, especially because I was moving abroad. I would like do it and then I would feel weird about it and be like, I'm just playing into all these tropes that like I actively want to end. But when I can use them to my advantage, I will. And I know this is a little bit different, but I feel like a little bit of what Samantha's saying is like, if this is how this world works, then like, right. why not take what you can fucking get? If someone's going to hand you a thousand dollars, don't throw that shit away. Not that I agree with this idea. I just have them like, that's, it's it not like a, a very a survivor mode for a career woman. Well, like I also that. think well, it's true. It's weird. A little weird for Samantha and context. Just yes. Well, she's, I think gifted many things. Yes. I think though that that still happens in the city today. Oh, sure. To sort of spin it on like a, a broader like yeah. what Sex in the City is trying to do, showing these two perspectives, different types of women, and yeah. like these drast, these women, these two women with such drastically. Samantha even says it's biological diversity, which is really that's like wild. Yeah, and and Miranda's like that's the excuse that men always use. I can't believe yeah. you would like feeding be, the machine, be on the same level as them. But then immediately is like, I actually really like this, Sam, and I'm going to reap. Right. She's like, they move Miranda's on. such a hypocrite here. She's like, I'm going to reap the benefits of this, but yeah. Yeah. vocalize how much I oppose it. I think that's all I meant by that story was just that these conversations are more complicated. You know, even Miranda is like, she's so fierce out on the, on right, the front but line. But then she's taking then, advantage of it. And it's hard because, like, we have to play inside these systems. Right. And so sometimes you have to take advantage of them. Until yeah. they're, like, broken apart, which is, like, not going to happen overnight. And maybe that's why Samantha's an outlier because Samantha does have her own personal power. And so taking gifts doesn't feel as much like slimy. She's got her because own code. She yeah. doesn't need them. So you can just take know. them as the adoration yeah. and the gifts that they are. So now we're with Charlotte and the painter. This is the best part of this whole who episode. I think looks like LeFou when LeFou grows up. I don't know what that is. I'm sorry. From Beauty and, <laughs> From the, Beauty Beast. and the Beast. Or he Lumiere. Lumi he looks like Lumiere yes. as a human. With the wig on. Sure, that I see. There. He t he t she goes up to his farm, this painter that she met, Charlotte, and he shows her his like new collection he's been working on in a barn with all this. And it's at first glance, you're kind of like, is that? It's all vaginas. And Not he, only that. The he, word he, he uses. Yeah, he, it's, 
Dare we? He calls them cunts, guys. And it's He says jarring. the most powerful thing in the world. And the cunt. The cunt. In, especially in the 1998. And the, to have. Yes. To be like, here we are, HBO. Like, this is our first series. Like, boom. We can say whatever Remember we want we on premium cable. Like, three episodes ago about something so simple. Like, this. I'm like, oh, we're hitting our stride. Because that is big. And they're going in. And then yeah. the wife comes in with, like, lemonade and cookies. and So precious. And she's like, I bet you're <laughs> I bet you have a beautiful Well, because he propositions her. He tells her he'd like to sketch her. And then... Which for little Charlotte, you're like, she'll never never do do it. it. She's been so chill up until this point. I was shocked. You know, even when she she realizes what they are, she's kind of like... Last episode, she's like, I don't want to be the up the butt girl. And now she's like, yeah, paint my vagina. I'll be the up... (laughs) Well, so he says... Up the front girl. Up the front girl. Up the front As was traditionally intended. (laughs) God bless her. <laughs> That's great. So he propositions her. The wife says, I bet you have a beautiful cunt, which is, and she's like, she's like dressed kind of like an old fashioned. She's like, in a suit. She's dressed it's, like Jackie Kennedy. Yeah, <laughs> it's fascinating. But then he says, how about this afternoon? And we don't find out what happens. Back at Balzac, Samantha's still unhappy. She can't get in. Crazy hat. She uh, Hostess Carrie, has a crazy hat. Carrie's like. She thinks, Samantha thinks, if I, if, since I got in once, I'll get in again. Because Carrie came with her friend, Amelita. And the hostess just could not care less. Yeah, they, she swerved them both. So they go back to the bar. I guess this is to get into the VIP area specifically, because they're in the club. No, just, just to, to get, get a seated. Table. It's a restaurant. Oh, the, table. oh of course. Of the course. bar is just where everyone's waiting for 45 minutes. Wow, guys, look how much I know about New York and <laughs> culture. Or and restaurants. Restaurants, anything. Yeah, it's good. I thought it was, I, I don't know. She why. sees Amalfia. <laughs> Amalfia, <laughs> the Amalfia Coast, and a bunch of friends, and she, of course, you know, she's just been paid this money, and she's like, "What? Do I go talk to her?" She's like, "What?" She kind of wants life? to make a run for it, but she goes down to talk to them and meets a whole new batch of guys and a, a lady. And I wrote, "Y'all, she's a hooker. <laughs> Amalfia is a hooker. <laughs> well, she's certainly running some kind of crazy exchange." And Carrie gets profit. Like she gets introduced to this guy who. Is from Venice. And they're like, come to Venice. Because they're all going for the Venice Film Festival the next week. They all invite her, and then he puts his hand on her ass. The, and the she, guy whose house it is, right? Yeah, and she walks away. She draws a line right they've, there. They, they've, they've, yeah. they've, he hasn't even been properly introduced to her. Yeah. He just says, come with us, and puts his hand on her ass. And she says this cool thing. That's well, she makes that funny quip at the beginning, too, when she hears he's from Venice. She goes, oh, I heard, I heard it was sinking. Because he's like, it's the most romantic city yeah. in the world. And then he gets really handsy, and then it goes to this weird, like, his hands are on her, but then we just kind of go like to she's a close-up of her. In her. In I her, think that's the yeah. outside. No, I know, but it's just funny because they've done a lot of these things this episode, and, like, you were saying earlier, Brooke, like, this is the first Carrie-centric episode. So it's like, it's like we're supposed to be in her head maybe a little bit. Yeah. Just seeing these kind of weird things getting happen. a lot of elements. So it flashes to her head a little bit, and she, like, kind of ponders it for a second. Right. And she goes, and then she decides not to, and she says... Hold she his hand says, off her ass. Just because Venice was sinking didn't mean my morals had to go down with it. Um, and she goes to the bathroom and she's like pontificating to herself. It's weird that they draw this line. I l- kind of. What line? The line where it's like these are and morally I won't be paid for sex. It just, I don't know. I guess. Well, she does an interesting thing where she's like, maybe I'll just settle for the fact that that's now my rate for a one-night stand. Oh, yeah. She does this whole thing about weddings and getting – she'll have a rich marriage of, and then a rich a divorce. A rich divorce. But I don't think – I think the difference is that in the first time she doesn't, she doesn't know. 
I guess that's happen. true. She's not making an active choice yeah. to live her and life so now, that way. And so it's like you either throw away this free gift or be like, well, didn't know that's what was happening, but I guess right. I'm going to make advantage, take advantage of this. And then she's and in the bathroom. And, and an amazing a, moment. And she gets approached by the most important woman in Manhattan, and it's the hat-wearing um, hostess of hostess, And she's like, excuse me. Can she like ekes the stop door open. Can I have a tampon? <laughs> Would you? It's like handing the baton over. Yeah. And then you and they, they literally, they do like a, it's almost like the motion. David and the David Michelangelo God painting, you know, with her fingers touched, but it's like a gentle <laughs> tampon handoff. And you know what happens next? They get a table. A yo. A woman exchanges power to another woman. <laughs> through tampons. Through tampons. <laughs> through our bleeding vaginas. And then they never have trouble getting a table at Balzac again. And then... This made me so happy. Turns out Charlotte did it, which I was so shocked by the first time I saw it. She'd been so chill, but I wasn't sure she'd go through with it. And then they're at this gallery opening. And and, and, and Carrie is wearing what looks like a children's robe with sequins put on it. Yeah, like a, like like a, a kimono bad kimono. That, yeah. Someone DIY'd. Yeah. And I love it. They each have different guesses. And then Charlotte, and Charlotte's super giggly. And she's, she's so, so pleased sweet. with herself. Yeah. And she tells them which one it is. And they all go and look. It's so she sweet. She feels bold. She feels in really both bold. ways. Yeah. It's really sweet. And we don't get to see it. Uh-uh. I, well, we kind of get to see oh, it. Oh, yeah, we do. There we get is. to see much more of it than I expected. Yeah, me too. I didn't um, think they'd paint they, it they are, They're very abstract as paintings yeah. go, but that's the image it ends on, and I just love that. I love that all her friends, I love that that's what their friendship is, and that they were all, like, just delighted. Just examining the female sex. Thing. Totally. I forgot to talk about my favorite transition, which is right after he propositions to paint her vagina. The transition is a, a cow mooing. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, Out of the farm. What is this? Um, oh, you know, we forgot to ask you, Agnes, which women are you? Oh, so or are I, you see, a that combo? seems weird to do to myself. I always feel like really? other people have you to do it for me. You don't self-identify? I feel like self-identifying for me has just ended up being a self-fulfilling prophecy where mm. I decide I want to, I'm some, like someone and then I end up being like Acting. that. If you could take a step back and be like, objectively, I think I am between these two. Oh, that's a good, that's good. Be I think like I can do hybrids. between hybrids. Yeah. I'd say probably... Miranda and Samantha. Ooh, that's that a fun makes one. sense to me. <laughs> I love a, that. That's like a. It's an interesting. No, because it's two sides of the same coin. Yeah, I, I feel like so. Charlotte and and Samantha okay. are like opposite. That's a little harder to rec- yeah. like but reconcile together. I love that for you. Thank you. What that's was your great. question, B? Agnes has this fascinating thing. It's about the the four humors and how a lot of stories about foursomes used to be like. Tr- like groups of four characters used to have each character be based on a humor. It's kind of like the Hogwarts houses. It's a lot like the Hogwarts houses are probably based, based on this a little probably, bit too. Yeah. It's like this old um, Greek idea of the four humors representing the four temperaments. So you have um, melancholic, phlegmatic, sanguine, and choleric. And it's um, earth, water, air, fire, respectively. Mm-hmm. Uh, melancholic would be Charlotte. Um, they're very like, honor before like duty before honor they're very much sort of focused on kind of traditional ideas phlegmatic would be like neurotic and self-examining so that's carrie obviously Mm -hmm. uh sanguine is more um thoughtful kind of aggressive about opinions so that's miranda and then choleric is kind of sort of a little more free-spirited a little more Mm -hmm. out there kind of so that would be samantha amazing i I love that right so it, it that just stood out to me because i remember seeing this thing on um on Cracked, I think it was, oh. how Sex in the City is the female 
media kind of pro- product equivalent. I huh. love that. That's so cool. Look at you bringing this quality research to our I show. I got really interested and decided to dive deep inside. Thank you. Yeah. Um, if, if, for both of you, uh-huh. uh, was there a moment in this episode that you like felt that you strongly resonated with? I just love that last scene. I can't say it enough. Female friendship is so important to me, and especially friends who you can just like who are just down for the ride and just like are ready to be delighted by things Mm -hmm. with you. That's the best. I think um, I definitely related to that argument that Miranda Samantha had, but I guess more Mm. current to my life now, I think that everybody's kind of figuring themselves out is the, uh, the tampon exchange, the like power exchange between the two women. Cause I feel like nowadays me and my female friends are just helping each other out. Oh my God. It didn't even occur to me. One of, uh, one of my coworkers, I was working covering reception and she came out and stuck her head through the door and was like, I'm so sorry to ask, but do you have a tampon? And I was like, oh yeah, my desk drawer, like go grab one. And I forgot, this is the thing about going to an all girls Catholic school. You, it just, you stop care. You like you stick your head anyone, out of a right? class. You're like, anyone have a tampon? That's the universal experience <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> yeah, it really is though. That's but so funny. It's, it's great. And it, I have no, I have like absolutely no holdups about that. And like, if people are uncomfortable, especially dudes, like I'd love to make them uncomfortable. That's fun. But, um, I, I, that happened this morning. It's such a, that's such a bonding moment between two people who menstruate. Yeah. I love that. What about you, Brooke? Um, oh, mine's so lame compared to your, like, really articulate ones. But I think it's, like, that scene with, with Carrie and Skipper. Like, I feel like that is mm. the type of relationship that <gasps> yeah. I have that a lot That makes a lot of sense for you, like, Brooke. Like, I have – thank you. <laughs> I have Delta. a lot of, like, platonic male friends that, like, I – Oh, very cl- you're very close it to would not be an yeah. issue if I was like walking around in a bra there would be totally. like no questions about it, and they would like come to me for advice on other people um so I do think it's cool that they're like effectively portraying that although like Skipper is like presumably below Carrie's level <laughs> and like I wonder if that presumably I wonder if that would be different if they looked like her yeah interesting <laughs> welcome to Brooks Grown questions. up Brooks Corner, <laughs> yeah, yeah. where we don't rate the men, we ask the questions. Right. Um, That's what kind of power growth. I yeah, like. Brooks Corner has evolved. Uh, are you reading, watching, or listening to anything exciting right now? Well, I am currently for two weeks living in a different apartment than my usual one um, because I'm dog sitting, which is amazing because that means, for example, I have dogs in my life um, right now. But it also means that I have access to a TV and a full cable set, which I never do. So for this two weeks of my life, I'm going to watch. I always do this when I dog sit up here. It's just like anything else that I could be doing, you know, like cooking a meal in listening to a podcast which I love and do all the time like while I'm here I just watch television sometimes that means three hours of diners drivers and dives Ugh. but that is such a great show to just sit and let Fury. happen to you shout I out to my favorites hello you watch that cheese melts you watch those layers on that burger. You watch it. Have you ever seen the gifts that people made of Guy Fieri taking bites of things in reverse? It's or incredibly just horrifying. Of food come out of his mouth and become whole again. I would hate that. But I. I am a Food Network obsessive, as we know, so I've been l- watching a lot of like Chopped and good stuff like that because I can actually watch in real time. And nice. Are you reading anything, Bridge? I haven't started 
here's the thing. I sorry, I, did I just like throw you under a bus? No, not you at just, all. I've been pod. Well, I've been listening to podcasts so many and so obsessively for so long that and that I like to do that on crowded trains much more. Like when I'm standing, I won't yeah. hold a book. So I'm very out of practice, and I'm actually really sad. I keep being like, just also this apartment is full of books, so I'm just gonna. But here's the thing: I'll pull a book off that shelf and go sit down and watch TV. Watch TV. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Agnes? Um, I actually am really behind on my reading as well. I'm really bummed out. Um, I had to change my goal amount of books like three times are you Um, on goodreads i am on goodreads (laughs) i had an ambitious 35 for the year and that was Um, a mistake in some world in some world i read 35 books um but so i'm reading my first book of the year so it's kind of late but uh i'm reading call me by your name (gasps) stop it which i i started reading because the movie's coming out soon and and it's gotten great reviews phenomenal it's supposed to be great so i'm trying to finish that up quickly um, it's good. It's, um, it's a little strange sometimes, hmm. but it's arty, you know, that's why. Yeah. Are you watching anything you're excited about? I'm watching anything. I've just been rewatching Parks and Recreation. as uh-huh. like a soothing Anytime. kind of self-care. Yeah. I have the, um, affirmations that. that Leslie says to mm. Anne in like graphic, beautiful clownfish. I, I have yeah. them over my bed. That's great. I really like beautiful, mm-hmm. mus- powerful, musk, powerful muskox. I made my, f- one of my good friends in, um, Ireland who was an au pair with me is named Diane and so when she left I said die and then I put the Anne in parentheses and like wrote her a oh, whole that's letter so sweet <laughs> that's fun that's so cute um I'm reading War and Peace as like a, a big goal book and I'll read like a little bit at a time yeah you started it on the you talked about it on the podcast yeah and I'm getting uh, slowly making my way Slow through and steady um but I just read I brought a book I was in New Orleans and I brought a book. I didn't want to bring War and Peace. So I read The Shining Girls. It's like morbid and weird. It's about a su- oh. time-traveling serial killer. <gasps> it's so, 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 so good. Oh, my God. Um, and then I'm watching while I'm on the whole 30, like, because I'm a sadomasochist. Uh, great. Also Food Network. Oh, great British Panic. <laughs> oh, <laughs> a great show that I think I'm we like, all love at yeah. the podcast. <laughs> yeah. maybe, this will, maybe this will be good for me to watch it. I'm just like, look at all that bread. It's so but good. But I love it. They're so nice. I'm doing a puzzle, and I'm just watching great. What is it called? Great British, British Bake Off. Off. That's what I thought. Okay. Very I love very. it. It's great. That well, is like the most soothing com- combination of activities you could be doing. Your stress levels, your heartbeat is probably as slow as a, like an ancient turtle when you're doing both of those things. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> an ancient turtle. Like you're just like really like good. Boom. Boom. I just yep. wanted to imitate your heartbeat and then everyone just stared at me a little bit. Um, Agnes knows a thing or two about podcasting because she actually has her own podcast. Yes. Um, well, Hope and I basically get together, uh, kind of once a week, maybe once a week and a half. Get together. Uh, to just like, yeah, we Skype each other to talk about, uh, hockey, pop culture and food, uh, and why the heck we care about this stupid sport. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Shame Podcast and our SoundCloud where you can actually listen to it is soundcloud.com forward slash shame podcast. Highly, highly recommend checking them out. I have yet to fully slip into the world of hockey, but we have so many friends who do it and love it. And I love listening to them talk about it. And if you happen to be the kind of person who crosses over between sex in the city and hockey, I'm sure there's a huge overlap in the Venn diagram. Do I have a podcast for you? How can we find you, the person? Me, Agnes, the person. On social media? Um, I am Toothy Hellbeast on Twitter and Metaphorical underscore Mom on Instagram. Yes, she is. They're that's good ones. who that is. That's yeah, me. that's Agnes. 
How can we find you? Um, you can find me at Mrs. Burt Macklin and at Bridget M37 on Instagram. I'm Brooke underscore Wiseman on Twitter and Brooke Wiseman no underscore on Instagram. Love it. Keep me. Keep me. You guys, thank you for listening. Five episodes. Agnes, thank you so much for coming. It was thank great you. being here. Trekking anytime all the way to the want, Upper West Side. Anytime you just need like to fill in time, I'm around. Hell yeah. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. Rate, review, subscribe. Please, 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 please. Um, this has been Splat. The podcast. Bye. Love you. Bye.